Hello and welcome to episode 288 of Three Bears in a Movie. I'm Richard Laird and I'm with... Colin McKay. Hello. Hello Colin. On a lovely Friday night. Yeah, yeah a Friday evening. We're back to our back and schedule again. Yes. So we are. Shows how cool we are on a Friday night at half seven. We're both sitting here in our jammies doing a podcast. That's, that's, that is cool, man. That's, that's like old school cool. So there's none, yes. none of this hipster pubs. We don't need to prove our coolness to other people. We, we, no. know, we know who we are. Yeah, totally, exactly. I'm comfortable on my big couch with my lamps on. Yes, so <laughs> my fleece jumper. With the outside world shut away. Because it's now getting a bit lighter at night, so the, the town now belongs to the youths. And I'm quite happy <laughs> to not get involved with them. I don't imagine any young people living in your village, anyone under the age of fucking. 30. Oh no, it's actually quite a fairly decent chunk of kids in it, like generally. Is it? Yeah, it actually is, surprisingly. Children of the corn style? Not quite that, but there's definitely a lot, <laughs> a lot of young kids with not a lot to do, because there's yeah. not a lot in the village, so a lot of yeah. kids hanging around, unfortunately, in certain areas. Yeah, thinking, but what do we do? We go. Tip cows. A lot of men up going into the forest and drinking, which I think is a bit better old school than, like, sort of, you know causing trouble essentially you know it's about yeah yes yeah i guess they'll take themselves out of harm's way and yeah. they're not being a nuisance and i uh, it's better than hanging about at the kind of center of town and being Aye. a public nuisance yeah yeah look at this as old men and um, what are you drinking tonight Colin? <laughs> uh good boy bud light bud light lovely yeah yeah so i can drink oh, just just the one just one of these and that will do me what are you drinking I'm very much off the booze just now, so I'm on just um, some exceptionally icy lemonade. Like oh, I, I did, I did notice that in your glass. That's like ice, ninety percent ice and like ten percent lemonade. Yeah, totally. That's a massive. Let me finish. I'll just be lemony water essentially. Let me finish this. Totally, um, so I so three beers in a movie. Um, we'll we'll make up for it at some point. At some point we'll do it. Yeah, we've got episode three hundred coming up at some point. We'll have to do. We'll, we'll go big then. We'll go big. Oh then. yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll yeah. be. But, okay, so that's not far away. It's, it's, it'll be like summer time. Ten weeks. Ten weeks. Yeah. Ten, 10 weeks from now. Yeah. yeah so. Be a big summer. So that'll be like so. We're in March. That'll be like April, May. So maybe start of June. So what big film be out in the start of June? Do we know what the big films will be then? No, we don't. I'm going to say Transformers. Fuck it. Yeah. You know what? See if it is a Transformers film. I'll be happy with that. I'm, I'm, probably, I'm probably right because we've got the Beast Wars one coming out. So I'm. I'm yes. I'm down with that. that. Yeah. We'll find I'll out the other time. Yeah. Um, Episode, that episode 300, how nuts is that? 300 series, this, this fucking madness. This stupidity, yeah. How many movies is that? On average, like three, three movie reviews per, per, per show, do you know what I mean? 300, 900, 900 movies plus TV shows. That's loads, man, loads. And probably stuff that I watched I didn't even talk about, because there's definitely stuff I've watched this week that I'm not even going to mention, because it's like, you've not seen it, so it's kind of point. Well, yeah. you're not going to see it, you, you have no interest in watching it, what's the point in mentioning it, so... Um, so, so I do that. There's like stuff that I'll watch that I won't talk about. Do you know what I mean? It's like it's, it's my, my sideline almost. And then there's oh. like pod and stuff we talk about as well. Yeah, I, I did. I watch like quite a lot of documentaries and stuff like that on Sky. And I'm like, nah, it's just, that's my wee yeah. thing. Do you know what I mean? Like, like I watched Poker King this weekend. Have you seen that one with um, Jack Black? No, but I did see the documentary of the story of the guy that it was based on. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there you yeah. go. So, it's I interesting. This so, this week, so, yeah, so just some random stuff like that. So, mm. yeah, we'll talk about stuff maybe have, we both have seen, or at least. Yeah, not stuff I've not seen. That's a silly podcast. <laughs> what have you <laughs> not seen? I don't know. I've never seen it. <laughs> All right, stuff we've both seen, or at least stuff one of us has seen and it's current that someone might want to see. Um, yeah. so let's start with the episode seven of The Last of Us. Um, 
which again we're up final couple of episodes now. This is this was a bit of a flashback episode, which it yeah. felt a bottle episode. I was I'll, not gonna say disappointed, but I was definitely somewhat underwhelmed. By I think this one. It, I think it's been the weakest episode. Yeah. I think, but I, I would still say it was a good episode, not oh, as yeah. strong as it was. Still good, but yeah, definitely. I, Compared to anything else on TV, it was still excellent. It's still very engaging, yeah. and a lot of stuff in it that I still really enjoyed. Yeah. But I, it felt a little bit fillery to me. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Which is weird because they've only got two episodes it's to kind of conclude. Yeah. yeah, they've got a lot to do in two episodes because yeah. um, they're not really because we have, we're having flash forwards as well, and they're not making much progress to no. to the end game. So yeah, there's a lot to do. Um, but some some nice touches in this one as, as well. Um, some some of the <coughs> was good and stuff like that. Um, yeah, and, and despite the fact you know you know where it's going to end, mm. you know what the end game of that episode is, but yet you still find it engaging. It's, it's obviously very good storytelling because you almost kind of forget yeah. a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, that that's the one thing I would say about it is it's been the most predictable one as well. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, because as you say, you know what was going to happen pretty much within the first five ten minutes. You're like, yeah, you know. You're waiting for it for the whole episode. Like you're almost waiting. When will it happen to get you know move on? You're almost hoping it happens early enough that it might move the current story on quicker. Because like you pretty much get a little two minute bookend at each end of each episode. Yeah, yeah. Sort of as the now essentially. So you don't really actually don't move much forward from where you were the week before. Yeah, yeah. You know, definitely. I I think what it was maybe missing was more Pedro because Pedro and the girl they've got a really good chemistry and I think when they're not together on screen that's when it kind of tends to to fall apart a wee bit. You miss it a wee bit. Yeah, definitely. But like I said, still very very good. Yeah, definitely. Still very engaging and still very much looking forward to the next two that are out in the next couple of days. Um, next couple of weeks. Sorry. But yeah, um, speaking of Pedro, Pedro's also on the other hit show that's on just now. Yes, which I the thought man- was, wasn't until next week, so I wasn't expecting it. I was like, oh shit, that's on. I was yeah. surprised. I thought it was next week as well, but then I just, mm. everyone, I, I, my Twitter was showing me that, you know, mm-hmm. Mandalorian season three, um, episode or Seven, chapter 17. Chapter, chapter 17, 17, episode one, chapter 17. <laughs> yeah, um, was out this week. So this one sees, apparently it's set two years after the events of Boba Fett. Right, okay. Okay, okay that sure. makes sense. Yeah. Um, which, to me, beginning with it, I would say I, I found it a very, very meh episode. I wasn't really that engaged with it. It felt, no one, I thought it was really bad storytelling from the start because if you had not seen Boba Fett, you would have no fucking clue why this was where it was. Yeah. Because where Mando season two ends. Yeah. And where this starts, you're going, why the fuck's he got the thing again? Like yeah. what's happened in between times? Yeah, what well, which go? But I think it, it was kind of set up when I, when I was watching it. I thought it was a flashback. I thought that as well. It felt yeah. like a flashback, didn't and it? then it pulled it, pulled you, and it was like, ah, you fucker, it's not yeah. a flashback, you silly boy. It's then, real. But you get the point of why is he there? Like what? And then yeah, sets up two MacGuffins in a very early episode. It feels a bit like he needs he's wanting to try and get like a basically a shower. Yeah, and a bit of computer. Part, part like like why is it what's in that one droid it doesn't make any sense this is this is the problem with this fucking show though, and i do love it but every season it's been the exact same formula so he's got to do like get for a to z but do uh-huh. everything in between to get there do you know what i mean so it's every season's been the same it's like right okay 
I need to get this for that person, so I need to go and do a task for them. It's almost like a kind of fucking video game, do you know what I mean? Do, do a mission for me and I'll give you what you want. And th- this one's looking to be more of the same, do you know what I mean? It needs to mm-hmm. go and do stuff to get something to move on in the next level, to get find someone that's got something that he has to do something for. Do you know what I mean? It seems to be, they've definitely shut down the formula. Um, I found this I one as well. I heard someone else say the reason why it feels a bit like that is we're on a bit kind of like almost simplistic at times. Mm. Is because of what is what Andor was, which was very detailed, layered story. You know, it's sort of mm. very layered on top and top and top and top. Whereas Star Wars, for the most part, isn't particularly layered. It's a fucking space wrestler. It's cowboys in space. It's exactly, exactly what it is. Yeah, well, it's, yeah. It's made for kids. It is a kids thing, so they have to make it quite basic. And Mandal sort of is very much that basic level Star Wars. It's not trying to be in any way a deeper meaning sort of. Yeah. Getting depth of the human condition or anything like that, which obviously Andor was kind of trying to plow that a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. So to, to um, go from that to this. Is, but in saying that, in saying that the negatives I've, I've kind of covered, but I really enjoyed the, the big crocodile sequence. I thought it was quite good fun. Made no sense, but okay. No, I made it. No, it was just like, what? Do you remember? It was just fun seeing everybody fighting a fucking giant crocodile. Do you know what I mean? Just, just... completely inept at fighting this thing. I thought they'd done okay, man. It was fucking no, huge. I guess they fucking killed the reason they won is because thingy turned up. I thought they were holding their own, man. I they thought, were not I holding thought, their own. Another, fucking give them another... Fi- every turn. Five more minutes and they'd have, they'd have had it, man. Five more minutes I'd have ate them all. And no, the kids. No, they, they didn't even break a sweat, man. They were just like... Fucking they were struggling. Shit. They were struggling. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it was nice to see... Um, was his face back again, Kel Withers as well. Yes. Nice to see his character. I noticed um, they skimmed over Gina's character very, very smoothly. Well, they, oh, they, she... they put she turned <laughs> in pretty much. She died the way back to her home planet, essentially. Uh, uh, she, 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 well, we don't talk about her anymore. You know, yeah. she's a uh, no, no, no. She's kind of the same with the guy from Breaking Bad. Um, he plays at Moff Gideon or something he plays. Uh, yeah, yeah. Is that, like, what's, where's he? Well, he's booked three other shows, therefore he can't be here, essentially. Yeah, Gene, Gene Carlo's gone. He's been sent away somewhere yeah. else. <laughs> Aye, they're just so... Uh, they, they don't matter anymore, but they, they kind of did back then. Well, if they put a sign up saying um, Cara Dune died on the way back to her home planet, that was basically what they did on that episode. Aye, aye, she, yeah. she, 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 she said bad shit. Doesn't look like oh, <laughs> she's gone. But no, overall, I did enjoy it. And as you say, it is, it's, just, it's just pure simplistic. Do you know what I mean? It is, yeah. it is a Western. Do you know what I mean? It's just fucking... They even had like a gunfight. Do you know what I mean? Western style. Do you know what I mean? Fucking focused on the whole stuff. Eyes. Whole, do you know what I mean? All, everything's there. It is just a space Western. Yeah. But it does seem the, the quality... Over the last two seasons, it does seem to be dumbing down a wee bit, and the writing's maybe not as tight. Effects are not as tight as they, they have been before. So this one did look, you could see it, it looked very much like shooting on a green screen, didn't it? Compared yeah. to what you've seen the last, like, again, I go back to Andor, which felt very tactile. Yeah, yeah. Um, this one, you could go like that. I can almost see it just looks all fake, which yeah. we'll get to later on and off it with a film that I watched this week. Um, okay. But um, that just, it just looked, it looked so unrealistic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we will watch it. Um, and as I say, I'll enjoy it, no matter how bad it gets, I guess, because I mean, it's still it's still. Star- it's still charm too. I'm not denying that. Still, and then that- as soon as the baby turns up, you're like, oh, fuck. Oh, like, but but even, even daft shit, like, you know, having a tree full of slashes, crumbs, do you know what I mean? Your little Return of the Jedi, I know who that is. Do you know, do you know what I mean? Stuff I like that. Too, yeah. yeah, so I'm down with that. And the wee, the wee midgets were cool, the wee tiny, tiny. Oh, Bobby Fricks? 
Yeah, they, they, yeah. They, that worked, man. That that was funny. That that was like, yeah, that, that's kind of cool. So we, yeah. I quite enjoyed that wee scene. Ah. Was, yeah. <laughs> funny wee things, man. Yeah. But he's, repeat, he's repeating everything he says. He's like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. yeah. I, I get it. I get it. Was, every negative you say about it, but you also get Grogu like, spinning, on a, spinning on a chair. Yeah, no. that, that was <laughs> brilliant. It's just when you see him putting his wee hand up and just, yeah. then he goes around again. He's like, that was brilliant. I've done it when you've got like Carl Wells and Mandalorian chatting. And you see him in the middle of them, just sort of like in the background, just spinning in this. Yeah, uh, it was probably in the bit where he goes cute. to hug it as well. He's like, it's not a pet. Put it down. It's just like, oh, it's fucking anything Grogu does, you're just like, enticed. Yeah. But no, I, yeah, it's got its flaws, but still still immensely enjoyable. In a still, way. Very much, yeah, yeah, still very much. Yeah. Again, it, because it's only like 35 minutes long, it's just, you don't feel like you're committing a lot of time nah, to it. Not at all. It's, you know, it's a sit down with your dinner and watch it. Do you know I mean, easy. Exactly. Easy you sit and watch a lot of stuff for your dinner. I do, I do, we do like to have a bit of TV while we're, we're eating, do you know what I mean? Because we'll oh. kind of eat and chat about what we're watching and, and stuff like that, yeah. We're the opposite, we, we don't eat, we, we don't watch TV and eat at the same time. We we, we very much wait till after dinner till we start watching anything. We don't always, now, like, like, tonight we had dinner at the table, do you know what I mean? So we, we kind of have it at the table, but it's quite a lot, we'll just kind of come in for what, have dinner, just chill on the couch, TV's on, like, yeah, this, this is this is nice. I'm not negative, Carl, just something I've noticed of late that you've said that a couple of times, yeah. you, you, you watch TV while... You watch a program that you, if it was something like maybe The Simpsons is on in the background, I've seen all mm. of them, but I wouldn't watch something new while I'm eating dinner, if that makes sense. I get you, because you do when you're eating, it's hard to focus. Yeah. I get, no, I, I get that. If, if it was like a film or something, I'd, I'd be like, no, but TV shows, I'm okay with it. If I was going to watch a film I wanted to watch, I just couldn't do it while I'm dinner because I need to give it all my attention. All attention. Whereas when you're eating, you're looking down and looking up and stuff. So, yeah, I get it, man. I get it. Um, so we'll, <laughs> we'll definitely watch both of those. We're watching The Last of Us and we're watching The Rest of Mandalorian. Yes, for sure. Um, so let's move on to some movies, Colin. So I'll start with one that's on Netflix that you've not seen, but you, you probably will watch. You might watch after this review. Yeah. Um, it's called We Have a Ghost, um, directed by Christopher Landon. And it's a bit of a change of direction from him. It's a bit more family friendly compared to what he's done before when he's done things like, well, recently done Freaky, the body swap. Um, oh, was that him, the one with Vaughn? Prince Vaughn and yeah. Catherine Newton. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also done Happy Death Day as well, Happy Death Day 2 as well. And one I really liked, I think one of his first ones was Scout's Guide to the Apocalypse. Mm, which I haven't, I've still not seen that. Oh, no, we have, no, we have, um, we the, the singing one I'm thinking of. Anna, the Apocalypse, I'm thinking oh, of. Apocalypse, Scout's yeah. Guide was good. No, we both really enjoyed that, yeah. Both yeah. enjoyed that, yes. Yeah. Um, so this one's a plot where there's family move into a house. Would you believe it? They've got a ghost in the attic. Um, ghost in the attic. Um, and basically the story becomes the family sort of put it on the internet. It becomes like a, an internet sensation, this ghost that they have. Uh, but at the same time, the younger member of the family is trying to figure out who the ghost is and where he comes from and why he's a ghost and mm. what's got him tied to this world. So you get a little bit of an Amblin-esque road trip adventure as they try to figure out who the ghost is and, and, and set him in you no... Know, Send him on his merry way to the towards the to where it needs to go, yeah. Yeah. Towards the bright light. Yeah. Um so you got David Harbour playing the, the ghost and oh. pretty much a silent role because he, he can't speak. Oh, right, okay. He can do like, he can make ooh, yeah. noise, but that's it, he can't talk. But do you know what I get it? Because the fucker's got presence. He's yeah, he's a big lad it. and he, you know he, he has a big presence on the screen. I get it, man. Yeah. yeah. You get him, so it's quite, uh, quite interesting. Um, you got Anthony Mackey playing the dad. Uh, Jai Diallo Winston plays the kind of young boy in it. He's from Queen and Slim, if you've seen him. Um, Isabella Russo pops up in it as well. Tig Notaro um, comes in as a like ghostbuster working for the CIA. And you've also got Jennifer Coolidge playing like a psychic. 
Okay. It's okay. not a bad cast at all. Yeah, yeah very good cast. Very, it's, mm-hmm. it's an interesting premise. And it's, it's annoying because it's, it's one third of a really charming movie. Like, the stuff with the two kids trying to figure out who David Harbour is. Mm-hmm. He's, he's called Ernest, because he's got Ernest written in his shop. They don't actually know if that's who he really is. Yeah. So they're trying to figure out who Ernest is. It's very charming, and it's very... Like it's very ambling almost, you know. It's, it's got almost like a Caspery feel to it, you know. It's, it's you know very much a kid friendly kind of yeah. kind of show, and it feels like a real departure for landing because it's it's devoid of any sort of snarkiness, which I think you know Freaky and Happy Death do. They have a real kind of yeah, and not not in a bad way. We both really enjoyed it, but they have a real mm. kind of snarkiness and a real yeah. kind of, um, attitude. Which, well, attitude, attitude yeah. It's, 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 it's all very earnest, very heartfelt. But there's also two other stories around it that don't. That just find really dull. Um, you've got a story with Tignataro, sort of like CIA agent trying to hunt vamps, hunt um, ghosts, mm-hmm. which is really important in the film until it's just then not important. It just disappears entirely. Okay. That's and you've good. also got the dad and the older brother who like, sort of become obsessed, trying to become like, social media sensations, which the way they do it is 100% accurate for what if someone found a ghost, what the world would do. It does feel very 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 accurate but also just distract from what is a really a really nice kind of almost road trip movie of them trying to figure out who Ernest is yeah. so that's that's maybe my, my disappointment on it like Harbour's excellent it's essentially it's a silent role he's playing mm. and like I said he has got a lot of presence if any it's a it's a role that's not particularly becoming he's like, he's got like a balding he's bald and he's sort of like kind of a comb over and stuff like that a bit flabby he's like he's not playing a sexy ghost in any way yeah. he's very much a, just a normal guy yeah um so he's excellent in his performance. So is the young um, double act, like Winston and Russell, playing the, the two kids looking for the the truth. Yeah. Um, they play a nice wee double act, and I really enjoyed them. But just, everyone else around, just, I just didn't really care. Um, Even Mackie, Mackie usually. Mackie, Mackie just seemed a bit kind of nasty in it, to be honest. A bit kind of... Yeah. He felt like he belongs in a different Christopher Landon film. Oh, right. Okay. That's um, interesting. So it's two hours plus. Mm. <coughs> right, so two hours and six minutes. If they got it down to like ninety minutes road trip movie, yeah, I would probably have really dug it. It'd been really a lovely film. It's just all the other shit around it. You felt a little bit. I just, I just didn't, it didn't vibe with me in the same way that it, the, the road trip stuff did. And because of that, I thought when that was there, it was a bit boring, and it felt even more. I felt even more let down when it became that stuff became kind of pointless. Yeah. When that, when that just disappeared, yeah. you were like, well, so you didn't even need it. Does it feel like? Three separate sections, almost like a little bit, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I've seen that with stuff before. Do you know what I mean there's like different stories, but they don't feel like they're part of the same world sometimes. They feel about the same world to an extent, but they don't feel like they're needed. Like you could easily, yeah. you could easily make a really solid road trip movie of the two kids trying to go across country with this ghost yeah. to find out the truth about who he was. Yeah. You know, do it like that. It's a very, it's a very simple story at that point. In fact. You don't need to do you know that much about it. So, but, um, so yeah, so we could if they could lose some of the, the, the fluff around it and made it into like a road trip movie, I'd probably really dug it. Um, but because it's not, I'd really give it a very a solid, enjoyable six out of ten. But I think the I think you probably I think you'll see the same as me. I'm, I think of it, it's mm. sort of you'll like one third of the film, but the other two thirds you feel just kind of drag the other third down. Tacked on, possibly. I don't know. If it's, I know. I, it felt mm. like they need an Anthony Mack needed a role. Mm-hmm. You know, so they need to put something in behind that, and that sort of that pushes the sort of the Tignataro CIA agent ghost hunter role yeah. a little bit. So they two kind of seem a bit more entwined. Yeah. But, so if you take Anthony Mackie out, it you've really only got David Harbour and the kids. 
mm-hmm. which to make a better film, but is it a film that they're going to produce? Mm. Is Anthony Mackie the draw that makes this film, you know, producible in a way? Is he is he a big draw, Mackie? I like him. I, I, I like him as well, but I'm trying to think that is he a big as an Avenger, so that does give you some clout a little bit. I guess it does a wee bit, but he's like a B list Avenger. Do you mm. know what I, mean? I don't know. I like him, but yeah, I, I guess I'd watch him. Me no, I thought he was a bigger draw, to be honest, like, especially on Netflix, because like obviously he's Stranger Things. Yeah, he, yeah. I owns Netflix based on that, so yeah, I thought he was a bigger draw. But yeah, I don't the fact he's so. not talking, maybe you needed somebody else to sort of back up the. Yeah. Back. Yeah. But no, you know, he's a bad film, a very enjoyable film. Interesting a departure for landing, you know, not to be there. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Horror Meister, yeah. 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 Um, no, I'll definitely watch it. It's, it's on my radar, and I'm always trying to get into it this week, but just life and time and TV shows yeah. got to be unfortunately. It's, it's, it's a nice Friday night, or even watch for the kids on a Sunday. It's, it's a nice yeah. watch then. So, I might do. Um, so, to that, we'll get to the movies. You did talk briefly on this last week. Well, let's we'll dive into it in a more. Yeah, let's go. Deeper fashion. Go deep so, now. We'll go with Cocaine Bear first, okay? Directed <laughs> by Elizabeth Banks, who directed Pitch Perfect 2 and 3, and also the Charlie's Angels reboot. Yeah, I've, not, I've never seen that. We were talking about off-camera of, of films that didn't really seem to exist. Mm. You know, that's one for me as well. I, I remember it coming out, I remember seeing it, but I have no recollection of it whatsoever. You don't know what happened, it was just like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was there, but, you know, I was yeah. there in body, but not in mind almost. Possibly, yeah. yeah. Um, so the plot of this one, it's... It's a cocaine bear. It's, um, it's basically it's kind of cliffhanger, but with a bear rather than John Lithgow. Um, where kind of yeah. yeah. Cocaine gets thrown out of plane. Bear eats the cocaine. Bear goes mad and starts killing people in the forest. There's various plots about the people who are in the forest, um, and that's essentially it. Probably, yeah, that the, 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 the story is the fucking title of the movie, Cocaine Bear. Yeah. That that is the the, the film. That, that's it. And you've got Kerry Russell playing a mother who's looking for her kids in the forest. You've got Alden Enright, young Han Solo, basically. Yep. Um, and O'Shea Jackson Jr. playing sort of drug dealers who are going looking for the drugs, or gangsters looking for the drugs. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Ray Ota plays their like, sort of boss. Yeah. boss. Yeah. Um, Isaiah Whitlock Jr. plays a cop. Uh, Brooklyn Prince from Florida Project plays a young girl who's, who mm-hmm. goes, who's getting uh, looked for. Christian Convery plays a young boy. And Margot Martindale pops up as well as a like sort of ranger, like a sort of um, forest yeah. ranger. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, what did you think of this one? I enjoyed it more than I thought I was going to, because it's so ridiculous and stupid that it, you don't need to think in any level. It's just pure sit down, switch your brain off completely, and just watch how silly it is. And I enjoyed it for that. Um, I thought some of the CGI for the bear was ropey as fuck. That's what I mean, you, because you, you not prey down a fair bit because the, mm. the bear looked ropey in that. So this no, felt no, the bear and this yeah, bear looked ropey as fuck. There were a few times where it was like, yeah. But um, yeah, you, you could see, you were always aware it was a CGI bear you were watching. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You, were like, you know, I can see, see that. But, but it was just... That fun, you know, like the, the the things they had the bear doing, you know, like headbutting the tree and stuff like that. And do you know what I mean? It was just the cinema was laughing, I was laughing just at how stupid it was. Um, mm. I don't think in any way it's a good movie, but to come up with the idea, of, let's make a movie about a cocaine bear. Do you know what I mean? And to actually, it's almost like snakes in a plane. It's like almost a fucking stupid. And then it's like, oh right, you done it, and it mm. wasn't that bad. Um, I just thought it was dumb and fun. That that, that was it. Um, just. Mm. Silly, do you know what I mean? Brainless, pointless fun. 
and not forgettable, strangely. It's not one that I'll forget seeing, do you know what I mean? It's like, I'll always remember, let's the say, the bear, yeah. but, uh, the bear bashing its head off a fucking tree or, you know what I mean, falling on top of someone and sleeping on them. Shit, do you know what I mean? Just pure yeah. ridiculous. It's just so over the top and daft that I think I think you either have to embrace it or, or you don't, that's it. Do you know what I mean? I, I don't think you can go in there, you know, fucking middle of the road. You've got to go in all or nothing. Yeah. You know I mean? Yeah. What did you think? I, I was hyped for this call because I liked the premise of it. I liked the... the, the, mm-hmm. the you did, yeah. I did. Um, I'll preface it. I didn't see it in a busy cinema, so in a very quiet cinema, so maybe this might play into part of my reading of this film. Mm. Um, I really didn't like it. No, how come? No. Um, I thought it was a fun idea, which obviously yeah. we'll talk about. And the trailer's awesome. I like, I like the idea of that. It's got far too much fucking plot. It's got 80% too much plot for a film called Cocaine Bear. But the, I thought, but the plot is so, so dismissible. I thought I there's, didn't There's like three different plot strands that you yeah, yeah. have. Like, why have them there? It felt, it just felt like you could make it such a simpler, a, such a simpler idea yeah. rather than all this stuff into it. So that felt a bit lazy to me. And I just, and I felt like, just get to the madness of it. And that's the problem. It did not have the energy that I hoped it would have. The energy came in like one scene, the ambulance scene. Yeah, that was funny. That's the energy I want from that film. That's where I wanted it to hit. And really didn't get that from most of the film. It felt like that was a kind of outlier moment. That scene in the scene in the trees. That was quite good fun. Those it? are the two scenes I felt like that's the energy that film should have had all the way through. And it didn't have it. For a lot of times it felt really, for an eight film, it felt quite slow. And I was a little bit dulled by it, to be honest. There, there was definite lows. It, you know, it was peaks and troughs. Um, no, for sure. For sure. Um I felt that the cast didn't quite strike the right tone of embracing the crazy. They're all a bit too reserved. I thought Martindale seemed to understand it a little bit. I got yeah. I was going to say she was she, she got it. Yeah, she, she understood. I thought um, Young Soul and um, O'Shea Jackson. Yeah, they they were an odd choice. I thought. I yeah, they really. Didn't seem to, they didn't yeah. talk about a different film. They felt I didn't feel they 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 weren't. For example, they weren't. They went bacon and ward, is my point. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think um Leota, um yeah, again he went big when Didn't have to. Yeah, it was his last film. I was going to say, yeah, this was last, but yeah, you know, it was it, it was almost in a Nicholas Cage, you know, I'm going full Ray Leota and it's like yeah. man, you don't need to do that, Ray. Do you know oh. I mean this film the, the the film's crazy enough, do you know I mean daft enough? He also appears, and that's one point. I get he appears in the final third for no reason, like you know, he just sort of appears. Ah, he to- ah, he's, he's there. Um, no, there, there is some odd stuff, but let's see. I just found all that. I, I, I didn't pay attention to that. Like, see, that there was like these plots going about, and it's almost like they've kind of scared themselves because you're right. It should have been ninety minutes of just pure frantic madness. It could have been like they're afraid. It should have been cliffhanger with a bear. Yeah, yeah. In a sense, I, that I think they've thought. We need to try and put more put in. More. Yeah, when no, you you don't. No, just yeah. you know, let a bear be a fucking bear, and you know, people yeah. get killed all the way through it. I, I would yeah. watch that as well. I think, you think of the best monster films, like, like for example, recently, like Tremors, for example, is one we always go back to. Mm. That's giant worms killing people in a small town. Yeah, and people got to try and get out of that town. That's it. There's yeah. no other story plots about you know drug dealers or missing kids or you know you know someone trying to. You know, do anything. It's just it's very simple. The town people need to get out of the town. Yeah, that's it. Even you know something. Even Jaws. 
the most best monster of all time. It's very simple. Shark kills people. They have to kill shark. Yeah, alien no as well. Like, you, know, yeah, yeah. you know, with like, you know, um, the police chief having like sort of PTSD from working in the city and Hooper trying to prove to someone and Quint, you know, none of that shit's there. It's just a very simplistic plot and this yeah. thing's a lot simpler and you take all the crap out about the guy mourning his wife and all that kind of stuff. It felt so unnecessary. It no, just, the, the, there was, the, for a 90 minute film, the, there was lulls in it where you wouldn't expect it. But again, like I said, I think I just embraced the silliness. Um, I think for me it was, it, it. I think what they done was like, imagine how stupid a bear would be in cocaine. And yeah. I think that's what I liked about it was that stupidity of the bear just being a dick because <laughs> it's just fucking full of cocaine. Do you know what I mean? Like the stupid things it does. There was stupid stuff, and it was stupid, and I liked that stuff in it. Like, yeah. I enjoyed like the. I thought the. I, I thought I loved the scene when the paramedics turn up. The point when that scene ends, I thought that was great. I love that scene. That was like that's the energy I wanted from it. Yeah. Seeing the trees, thought it was great. Love that as yeah. well. The scene with the bear when they're on top of the, the gazebo and the bear sort of like basically collapses. Mm. Enjoyed that. That had the right yeah. energy. Yeah. But that was there's so much in between that. I just felt like this is so. This is such a. Why is a film about a cocaine bear so fucking boring? Yeah, get on with it. Get on with it. Give me some show, more show, Give me the bear. Give me the bear. Uh-huh. Um, I gave this one. I gave it a six and a half. I gave it. I was I was going to go seven, but yeah, it was like six and a half because the CGI was pretty fucking pretty bad. Yeah, pretty dreadful. Yeah, it was it was. But I kind of forgave it, so I went I went I kind of high six, low seven. I'm giving it a five. A five. Oh, it's a shame because you were much more excited about this than me. This is a film in and, my whole house that I, I was really looking forward to. Yeah, yeah, and I was excited for you to see it because I knew how excited you were to see it. Do you know what I mean? So I was kind of thinking it was going to be you. It was just like, oh my fucking God, you know, this was amazing and stuff like that. Um, but I was trying to convince myself of watching it going, I like this film. And it got to the point going like, I don't think I, I don't, like I this. don't. Yeah, I, don't. I do it. I've done that before. Like you convince yourself you do or don't like something. You're like, why? Do you know what I mean? I'm being a dick. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's just fucking... Um, yeah, back to the, what you're saying about the, the the audience. I think I had probably just slightly under a half full cinema, right? And all the bits that you were meant to laugh at, they got it. Do you know what I mean? It, yeah, was, yeah. it was in unison, and I think that probably helped with me a lot. That, does, I mean? that does help in a cinema. It gives it's an energy as well. Yeah, um, we saw it. It was like very. It was like one o'clock on like a Monday or something. We saw it or Tuesday. Sorry, so cinema was quiet. There was no one really in. It was. It didn't have that kind of Friday night movie vibe. Yeah, I think when you're in a busy cinema, like you laugh at the obvious funny stuff, but once you because other people are laughing, you then pick up on the stuff that's maybe not as funny, but you're not scared to laugh at it because yeah. there's there's that kind of vibe that, that transcends the room. Do you know what I mean? So I think I mean, maybe that's got something to do with it as well. Yeah. 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 It is. I know. I know. Maybe the sequel will be better. Maybe <laughs> the, 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 the bit with the bit with the kids, the coke was quite funny. The, the bears, the, the baby bears. I thought that was like <laughs> there's, there's some nice flashes of what it could have been. That's yeah, the, that's even more frustrating. Like you, they know what it should have been and what it could have been. Mm-hmm. I just don't think they quite had the faith in themselves to, to do it. Yeah, it, it's like let let's make more of a story out of something that there's not a story there for. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I get it. I do. I kind of see exactly what you mean. But no, I think I just. Let that watch somewhere. I was like, I'm not here to see the story. I'm here to see the fucking bear. Do you know what I mean? So that was my my vision of it. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Um, on from that, con one that I've saw that you've not seen. That's called 
almost if there's a polar opposite to what um, <laughs> cocaine there is, this might be the the, the, the absolute flip of what cocaine there is. And that's a film called Women Talking. Also telling you exactly what's in the film. Cocaine bears, cocaine bear. This is about women talking. Um <laughs> What would you do a film called Women Talking About Cocaine Bears? Yeah, that would be amazing. <laughs> um, so it's written by Sarah Polly, very well-known actress, but she's also mm. a director. She directed them um, Take This Waltz and Away From Her in recent times. Um, the plot of this is set, I, was, I thought it was set in the past, but it's set in like 2010, um, oh, okay. which you find out later on in the film. It's not really a reveal, but it's, it's in the film, it's 2010. And it's basically, it's a religious sect. I think they're supposed to be like sort of, they feel Amish, but I don't think they're Amish. But it's just sort of one of these sects, one of these sort of religious orders that shun like modernity you know they're all very much yeah. and women and women are sort of very much subservient to the males and the uh and and the, the sect society yeah, yeah. Aye, so and the women basically discover they keep waking up with, like bruises and stuff and and having you know feeling they've been touched in the night um and they find out basically the men have been abusing them at like in their sleep essentially mm. so they go to the police the police take all the men away um, but the men are going to get all bailed out. But the men are away for like two days essentially because it's they have to travel by like horse and cart and stuff like that. So basically, there's only women left in the the the, the, the community. So yeah. they all get together and they vote and they discuss what's their plans. Should they either leave, stay and fight, or do nothing? Yeah. And it becomes them deciding between all of them what they're going to do. Okay. Um, so so room, for, room for tension, yeah. For sure. Yeah, room for tent, yeah. Um, and if you've got Rooney Mara, uh, Claire Foy, Jesse Buckley, Francis McDormand, uh, Ben Whishaw plays like the one nice guy in it. He plays a school teacher who was. He's Ben Whishaw. He's Paddington. Of course he does, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Judith Ivey, Michelle McLeod, and Sheila McCarthy. So it's a very, very heavyweight cast, a very good cast. I was going to say that. It's like some actors. Against each other, man. Like you know, yeah. putting them up against each other. That's clever, man. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Um, as you can imagine, based on what we're saying, it's it's a very hard hitting drama. It's it's not. Mm. It, it's you know, it's one of those things. It's holding a mirror up to society as much as you know, as, as much as we see it as like something about a sect that's in the middle of nowhere. It also means it does feel very prevalent to what's happening in our yeah. sort of world. You yeah. know, um, at times it's. Mostly hard, in fact, it's mostly hard hitting, obviously, because it's they're discussing yeah. like, very weighty issues. Abuse, yeah, yeah, Abuse, yeah. yeah. But there is a, a a very strong thread of kind of gallows humour through it, yeah. which I think it needs in order to make it almost palatable to watch, because otherwise it just becomes almost unwatchable because it's just so harrowing and so brutal that I think we didn't have that bit going like Jesus, this is just. There's no fun in this whatsoever. Like, I don't want to have fun when I watch a film about abuse, obviously, but there needs to be something there to keep me in some way yeah. engaged, just to... Just for, for slipping off that edge into fucking oh, the darkness. Yeah. But McDormand's really good at that. Oh, she, she can do that. She can be the hardest character and still, you know, make you smile with a delivery yeah. and stuff like that. She, she's yes. fucking... She's got that, that, that talent, for sure. Yeah. You can imagine as well, all the performances for that cast are all excellent. Um, mm. All get a chance to shine as well, um, all have a little moment within it, you know, to to, to, to you know to, to really shine in the, on the screen. So it's a, it's a very it's a very good film, um, very worthwhile watching. I feel like I got a lot from it. I feel like I, I did actually enjoy it more than I thought I would. Like I could have, it wasn't one I was pretty looking forward to watching. Yeah. You know, yeah. I feel I did actually. Uh, entertain feels the wrong word, but I did feel like I got something from it. 
Um, but it's not something I'm going to rewatch mm. just because it doesn't feel it's just, it's it's a it's not a particularly nice movie in respect of what it's dealing with. Yeah, you know, a bit like she said the one we watched a couple of months ago, where it's like this is a very important film. I get what it's doing, but I don't need to hear that stuff again. You know, it's, it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's impact has been made upon myself. It's, it's a strong enough message that you know it, it sticks. You don't yeah. need to fucking relive it again. Again, you get yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. A very good film. A very good film, and I'm surprised it's not up for more awards in terms of like what it's dealing, what it's dealing with. And performance-wise, it's you know it's not people doing very good performances. So I thought it would be, but it seems very, at times, almost a bit Oscar baity. Yeah. We, we know the type of film you've seen it yeah. many times before. It feels yeah. like it's almost doing that. You can see them. You can see them perhaps when they greenlit this film to get made. It's almost like like oh this will be our Oscar contender. So it's like that spotlight moment with Mark Ruffalo, and you almost see. It's almost like, you know, centre stage, like all the lights on you, you know, yeah. like fucking go, that's your moment, this is your big yeah. Oscar moment, yeah. Like yeah, Little Women a few years ago yeah. as well, that had that as well, you know, so yeah. it feels like, it's, feels like it's, it's, it knows what it's aiming for in, in many ways. But I would give it a very solid 7.5 out of 10. I, I thought it was definitely a worthwhile watch. Um, did you come away feeling bad for being a man? or? Of course, of course. I, I don't yeah. feel not bad about being a man every day, Colin. It feels like everything's... Um, and probably rightly so, to be honest. We have done some real dickish <laughs> things. Um, yeah. Like putting on your pants 30 seconds before the podcast. Something like that, yes. But at least it's not on. When I, when it's not on. Uh, <coughs> yeah, if you have a chance to see it, we'll talk. I'm sure it'll be on like streaming services in, in the near yeah. future. Um, it, it's definitely well worth a, a, a week under if, uh, one, one evening. Yeah. Um, I but I'm actually quite it. triggering to people um, who have maybe suffered in some way with yeah. this content matter before it, it could be quite a triggering film but yeah. I found it a very worthwhile watch No, I will definitely it's one, one I want to check out so but I'll, can I, I need to be in the right headspace to yeah, it's in the right mindset age. for yeah. it, yeah, yeah. Um, and from that comment, we'll flip the coin again and we'll go to something completely opposite of uh, <laughs> talking uh, and that is Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania what is this, like the 600 film now in the MCU? In the Marvel Universe, I think it's 31 <laughs> or 32 possibly. Something, something like that, yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's directed by Peyton Reed getting to finish his Ant-Man trilogy, which is amazing because mm. he wasn't even the first man to be involved. I remember it was going yeah. to for a long time. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so. um, and he kind of stepped in last minute and now he's became the darling of Ant-Man films. Yeah. He's, he's, he's doing it. So Peyton Reed also done things like Bring It On, which I'm a big fan of, um, Ant-Man 1 and 2, Yes Man, which is not a bad Jim Carrey comedy, mm. and Down With Love, a very underrated um, Hugh McGregor, Renny Zellweger comedy, if you get a chance to watch that. It's a great movie. I won't, because I can't stand Renny Zellweger, but noted. Noted, okay. <laughs> the plot of this one is... Um, I mean, yeah, does anyone care? But yeah, it's... Um, <laughs> Ant-Man is set again after the events of um, the snap, and yep. it's uh, Ant-Man is living his life. He's, still, he's sort of the, the darling of the San Francisco Bay Area because he was the, the Avenger that saved, the, saved yeah. the world, and he makes sure everyone knows about it. He's run a book tour. He's, he's loving life. Yeah. Um, at the same time, his daughter, who because it's his daughter, has a is a mad genius, and she created something that can contact the quantum realm where he went and saved uh, Janet Van Dyne. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, this time something talks back essentially. Um, so the whole Pym family um, gets sucked into the quantum realm where they have to deal with the dangers of a, essentially a civil war yeah. in the quantum realm uh, between Kang and the people who originally inhabited the quantum realm. That all that, can, I, 
could I point out that all of this you've just explained takes place in the first 10 minutes of the film? Could yes. it possibly? <laughs> yeah. So as it's shallow. Do you know what I mean? There's yeah. no depth to this. It is, you know what I mean? It is like fucking let's throw them into adventure. It's quite, it's almost honey, I shrunk the kids' levels of fucking just get get the danger going. Get them shrunk. I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So in the, absolutely. In this film, every, pretty much everyone's back. Uh, Paul Rudd is back as Scott Lang. He's, uh, what's going on with him? He's not aging, is he? Ever? It's, it's, it's very disturbing, isn't it? Like, it is. He has aged in the past like 30 years. It's like when you watch Anchorman and you watch this and you're like, he's... Dude, you watch Clueless and then watch this and it's like... Yeah, he, he's getting younger. He's, he's yeah. like fucking Benjamin Button, but yeah. in real life, it's insane. People age during that film more than Paul <laughs> aged in the last 30 odd years. It's very disturbing. Um, so Paul Rudd's in it. Evangeline Lilly is in it. Um, she's definitely in it. She, she, she's definitely there. Yeah. Um, Michael Douglas is there, Michelle Pfeiffer, Jonathan Majors, Catherine Newton, and Randall Park is in for like one scene. Also, weirdly, Dave Dishmalshane gets a credit, like fifth credit in this. Who does he play in it? He, was, he, he well, in the original Ant Man, he was the 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 gypsy um, like sort of friend. Oh, oh right. yeah, Baba Yaga. Him. Baba Yaga. Yeah. yeah, yeah, right, right. He's not Baba Yaga's not in this, but he's credited. Yeah, he plays another role, so I'm assuming he must play one of the sort of like creatures or something because he gets like fourth or fifth billing on the, the credits. I can't even place him in it anywhere as an alien yeah. or otherwise. Um, yeah. Strange. It's very ahead, strange. He's, he's, he's credited ahead of Bill Murray. Well, we'll get we'll get to that. Because you <laughs> might be credited ahead of Bill Murray in this too. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> so I'll start with this one, Colsey. Um I'm going to say this was, this was a marginally better movie than the other MCU offerings of the past year or so. I think it was better than Wakanda. I think it's better than Thor, Love and yeah. Thunder. Yeah. I think it's better than Doctor Strange. I think it's better than Spider-Man as well. I'd, I'd say Spider-Man's better on a par with Doctor Strange, better than the other two, I think. Okay. Um, but it's still lacking a severe punch. Yeah, there's a there's a yeah. line in I think it's ten things I hate about you when they say I know you can be overwhelmed and you can be underwhelmed but can you ever just be truly whelmed? And that's what I thought. I thought. It was like it, there was nothing good, nothing great or bad about it. Just very. It's what it's, it, it's just what it was. Yeah, it it's plot thin as well. The plot yeah. is it's it's introducing a character. But taking two hours to introduce a character that could have been introduced in 90 minutes easily. Yeah. Less than 90 minutes, you know what I mean? It, it, yep. that's what, it's just, you know, we need to push. Because I think they realise now we've kind of fucked this up. No one really cares anymore. We need to get things moving now. Moving, yeah. Um, let's get him on, on screen and let, let's fucking introduce him. And this is how they've done it. And I just think it's a, that ice is still in there. That's insane. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that that's what I felt. Um, and on the, I think I'd mentioned this last week on the back of the character introducing as Kang, um, the Conqueror, who is the new MCU big bad. So he's the Jonathan new famous Jonathan Majors, and he was the only reason that I kind of sat through this movie for two hours. Agreed. I think he's definitely the, the high point of the film. And I definitely see there's a lot there for that for him, and I can see why he's taking this role on because. Kang can basically exist in the multiverse yep. and he controls. He can he can play 
a ten. He could play ten million different versions of kind, of yeah. Kind character. So he, for an, even if he doesn't care about comic books from a purely acting sort of like um, challenge, yeah, interesting. A bit like um, McAvoy and Split. Yeah, yeah, go, you know, free rate. Do anything you want with it, so I totally get why he's in it. Because I thought this Kang was very different from the Kang he played in, and if you've not seen it by now, go fuck yourself. You should have. Um, And Loki. Yeah. Because this film assumes you've not seen Loki because it doesn't make any reference to Loki whatsoever. Yeah, 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 which is good. They had to do that. They couldn't assume because, I mean, Loki's fucking proper nerds are kind of watching that mm. shit I mean, like us. Um, so I think it's good enough. But um, yeah, even that, the, the two versions are so far apart. Do you know what I mean, and you can see that he's, you know, he's like, no, I'm going to fucking, you know, I'm going to use this premise of this character being different. Yeah. Different people, yeah. Uh-huh, essentially, it's everyone's, yeah. everyone's different. Um, it, I'll, I'll get some of the good stuff in it, okay? Let's, let's yeah, go, do, 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 okay? He is amazing. Some, yeah. of the, some of the Quantum Realm stuff, although the CGI wasn't great on it, in fact, some of it was terrible. Yeah. The, idea, the, the ideas behind it were quite cool. Mm. Like, the, like the living building, that was quite badass. The kind of fucking horsey things and things like that. Yeah, and like yeah. The, the whole probability thing moment when it's like you know, when he goes in to try and get the thing that was quite oh, cool the, the, wreck, the wreck and elf moment yeah yeah, yeah. that was kind of well done yeah. to an extent but so there's some there's some nice there's some good visual stuff in it yeah yeah um, absolutely I thought Catherine Newton she wasn't in it much but she had a bit of charm to her and I can see her also setting up for like Young Avengers that's that's an end game eventually with that as well she's a lot more charismatic no, no disrespect to the last get up player but She's a lot more charismatic. I think, yeah. Um, she's got a much, a much more of a screen presence, I think. Um, so yes. Smart move for that one, I think. Smart move. And yeah, as you say, she's young enough that in seven or eight years' time, she can still, you know, carry the best. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's get. So that's that's the things I liked about it. Um, oh, well, sorry. Michelle Pfeiffer's Michelle Pfeiffer. She's always fucking Michelle Pfeiffer. Pfeiffer and, was all right. Yeah, yeah. She, Douglas, yeah. I, I quite enjoyed Douglas as a space cowboy. I, I thought I quite dug him in the space cowboy role. He, he seemed cool. to be having more fun than everyone else. He, you know, yeah. he was like, yeah, fuck it. You know, I'm, I'm an old fella. I'm getting to do this shit. Let's do it. You know, well, it was Michael Douglas almost like romancing the stone kind of mode, kind of like just enjoying being an action hero a little bit. And I'm like, yeah. I'm here for it. We adventures. Um, right, let, let's go Bill Murray first. It what felt... Is- I felt they got Bill Murray already, and then they went, we need to put him in somewhere, just throw him in that. It didn't feel like it, 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 it's a role of complete nothingness. Yeah, absolutely. But apparently, Murray pursued this role. He actively contacted whoever in Disney and, and said, I want to be in a Disney film as well. So it, he's he's done this, they've got him, and then, look, why wouldn't you. Look, they got Goldblum, and they gave him this part that suited his character, but it was a fleshed out part. Yeah. Whereas with Murray, it's like. Who are you? Why are you? Why do I care? Oh, you're gone. Don't care. Do you uh, know what I mean? It, 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 was it offered like, nothing. Offered absolutely nothing. Very, very odd, I thought. Um, and even Bill Murray trying... It was almost like he was trying to do Bill Murray, but yeah. missing, missing a wee bit. It, it was a really, really odd... There's a wee bit of the, a wee bit of the Vakeman snark about him, and it just didn't feel right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he was only in it for, what, five minutes, I'd say? I mean, yeah, I mean, you could probably say he was in for maybe... Two dozen lines, maybe. If yeah, that. but it would just—it just felt dead. Like I, 
I mean, it should have been like, oh my fucking god, Bill yeah. Murray and Disney and Marvel, and it wasn't. It was just like, oh, fuck, that was a late thing. Do you mean? It felt like a, re- it felt like a, a reach. It felt like almost like a, a an, an internet meme of like they should put Bill Murray in something, so they're doing it, but they didn't have an idea. They didn't have an idea behind what they could put him into. Yeah, which is yeah. nuts. Um, you know, just could have made them any one of those characters that you know, like the kind of secondary characters that they yeah. had more of a presence than he did that were yeah. dismissed. Or saving for something better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Odd, odd choice. And like I said, they nailed Goldblum perfectly. I thought he was amazing. And and it almost felt like the, it almost felt like they're going, let's just do with Murray what we did with Goldblum. People will love it. And it's like, yeah, but you've got to make it mean something. And it didn't yeah, mean anything. You can't just put Bill Murray on because he's Bill Murray. And Murray. people will go, yeah. It's like, no, he still has to fucking have something to do. That that really, I was quite annoyed by it. Because yeah. I was excited. And then I was like, all right, okay. That's it. Yeah, totally. Let's off. get to, let, let's get some other things that didn't really go. jive with me at all. Go, um, go. You got you got Paul Rudd. Yeah. One of the most charming men in Hollywood. Yeah, absolutely. Energy. Yeah. And you decide to not show any of that charm and energy for the whole film. Felt an odd choice. Odd thing to do. I but I think the problem with this film is is they've made it all set in quantum realm. The quantum realm. Where everything's so fantastic that nothing's fantastic. Fantastic, yeah. yeah. Whereas when he's in his kitchen, like a fucking knife's fantastic, a fork's fantastic, do you know what I mean? Falling in the bath's fantastic. And here it's like, yeah. how do you top that? And, and I yeah. think that didn't help Rudd's kind of direction, maybe. Yeah. Um, maybe. Also, going to mention Evangeline Lily. Not only is she playing the wasp, the film is called Ant Man and the Wasp. Yeah. Um, and her role means nothing. Yeah, again. Yeah. You take her out of that film and it's exactly the same film. Yeah. That's same the same, and that's both films that she's been a, a named character in the film. Like a name in the title, sorry. Like Ant Man and yep. the, the Wasp. She's done nothing in films. The real shame of Ellie is I think you can see that, you know, she's trying to make this fucking sassy, strong female character and they just won't let her. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think she understands who the character has to be. But she's not just not given the direction or the script or the stories to progress it. It's, it's a real yeah. shame, I think. Yeah. yeah, I thought the CGI effects were solely lacking for big chunks of it. None yeah. more so than a certain character who comes into it halfway through, who we will call Modoc, um, which I thought looked fucking horrendous. <sighs> yeah, let's talk about Modoc, please. Um, that was a fucking odd, odd. Do you know, I'd, I'd said this to me and Chris Gelby were talking about this in, in work, um, and you'll get it because he hadn't seen the film Spy Kids. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, come on, man. Like, like, you're going Spy Kids with, with this yeah. budget on a fucking Marvel film. You're, you're going Spy Kids. It was fucking insane. Yeah. I felt a bizarre, bizarre choice. Yeah. yeah. I guess the saving grace for Disney in this is that who the fuck knows who Modoc is for a start? Oh no, I get that, but even yeah. if you know who he is, it still looks terrible. Oh, it's dreadful. It still dude. looks really bad. Awful, awful, yeah. awful, awful. And like, but almost also like nineteen like ninety sort of like television bad. It's Spy Kids. It's yeah. just fucking Spy. If anyone's not seen, is it Spy Kids two or one? One, both of them. I think maybe. it's one and two. Watch Spy Kids one and two. Watch this, Modoc. Yeah. Yeah. In a nutshell, but he, even they've even kind of changed the biography of the character as well, though, haven't they? Because yeah, Modoc, yeah, Modoc wasn't who he is. No, I get, I get, I've no actually, I've no issue with that because 
they've done it with a lot of characters have changed mm. the origin of them Loads, who they are yeah, and where they come yeah. from they've Iron Man done it with you know even done it with Cap to some degree even done it with Thor to some degree as well you know so they've done it with lots of different characters no problem doing that make it at least watchable yeah and make it believable and make it something that you can actually get behind it. and not a single part of it you're like that is awful truly it, awful it, every every scene it jars it's like uh-huh fuck um every, every single time the, the only redeeming part for the modoc story arc was the dick but that, that was it yeah which i thought was and that was more hard that wasn't him do you know what yeah. i mean that was hard that, that kind of doing that but yeah dude it's a fucking strange strange choice yeah. odd odd choice i don't get it the whole film was a bit like that wasn't it just felt a bit just you didn't i didn't hate anything in it yeah I didn't really like anything either. I just yeah. I yeah. watched it as a film going like I'm, I'm like I've been I'm now heavily into this. And I'm thirty odd films into this. I'm sort of invested in this. Yeah. But I yeah. really nothing about it made me care. As like I say, it's just a means to introduce the next big bad, and the only reason it worked is because he's so fucking remarkable as that big bad that you know it becomes his film. Um, yeah. Which it's not. The film's called Ant Man and the Wasp. So it, yeah. you know give them fucking stuff to do man it, it was I, it was a weird one same as you i came out feeling i'm just polarized man I, yeah. like, I liked it but i didn't do you know what i mean i know why i didn't i, liked I know it, why i, I felt did by i felt like it was just a cheap it felt killer by numbers yeah, you know, yeah. to the point where it, even jill said it, it looked like they'd reused a bunch of star wars costumes from like the star wars tv shows yeah. with most of the the tribes in the courtroom mm-hmm. feel like like they don't have a budget to get some new stuff in yeah, yeah, you know. But again, dude, we've been over this many, many times now. Disney's going; to, they're going to fucking milk this to its dead, oh, and then fucking so. flood and it. Right to, and they the right to do that as well. Bought, uh, yeah, you know, they've put the money in, but that—that's what they're going to do, and they'll just keep churning it out until I don't know, until fucking no one's watching. Do you know what I mean? And the thing is, people are still watching. We're we're watching it. Cause we're watching it. Um, comic book nerds. You know I mean? That, that film right. should have cost a lot more than what it is because based on everything being CGI in it, but because you can tell the CGI guys are worked to an absolute ridiculous levels, it's probably going to still make money because yeah. they've, they've, they've cut so many corners on it. Yeah, oh, definitely. It'll make it, it's, it's made its money, do you know, already. Yeah. Um, you know, how much more it'll make, um, I don't know. And there's got I had a to, massive, I had a massive drop off the second week. Yeah, it's got to get to a point where the audience speaks and says, you know, we, we fucking demand more, and we're going to, you know, the numbers will drop film after film. I, after. You need to give us something that actually feels, yeah, like fresh in a way. Yeah, and the Avengers movies, two years away. I think so. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And they're churning out three a year just now, so that's another five movies before you even get the Avengers one, do you know what I mean? So is it gonna be Captain America? No, exactly. It's gonna be Avengers well, that we don't know who they it'll are. Be, it'll be Captain America but it won't be it won't be Chris Evans. It won't be Yeah you know, yeah it'll be all these ones that are introducing T V shows that not everyone's seen as well. So it's Avengers that people aren't familiar with as well. Yeah. You know, you know that, that a lot of their origins are on small screen as well. So that's the risk is when it hits people are going to be like this isn't what Signed up to see, and yeah, it's, it's weird times with Marvel, man. I'm, I, I really am, and like, I think me and you are amongst the staunchest fucking fans. You know what I mean? We've given our hearts on them, but I, I, I am losing faith, dude. I, I honestly am. Um, yeah, I think I didn't like I me. Mean, everyone seemed to rave about the Spider Man film, mm. 
I was, yes, it was great seeing the sort of big reveal in that yeah. film, but yeah. the rest of the film around that, I thought it was was crap, like just cheap crap. It just didn't really hit at all. And even even the things it tried to do, it didn't work as a story. Yeah. But you know, everyone's like, oh, but there's three of them on screen at one time. Going, yeah, but does it make sense? No, not really. Doctor Strange, I thought was a from people who two guys who adore Sam Raimi, that felt like a real swing and a miss. Yeah, I was disappointed by that as well. Love and Thunder, much the same. Felt like a yeah. big swing and a miss. Yeah. Wakanda was again a bit of miss. That, that was just. I was trying to do a lot, but I was just I didn't I just I didn't get involved with it at all. Yep. So I've really not liked the film since Endgame. Yeah, which is insane because like I say, weird <coughs> who these films are made for. They're, they're yeah. made for fucking big idiots like us. Do you know what I mean? That grew up reading comic books and watching cartoons and our biggest fantasy when we were kids was like imagine. Yeah. This was a movie, and they've done it, and yeah. it's it's a shame, man. It's it's, it's saddening me. He's gone to your head. What are you more excited about coming out soon? The Eternals movie, not the Eternals movie, the new Marvel's movie, or the Dungeons and Dragons movie? Dungeons and Dragons. Um, yeah. E- even the new Shazam movie, I'm more excited about that, about that. than I am any Marvel one. That the last three or four Marvels, yeah. I'm more. I'm actually really looking forward to that. But yeah, Dungeons and Dragons. I'm, I'm more look for even sixty five. Yeah. You know, I'm like, I, I'm, I really want to see that. Whereas we are man and we can. I'm like, I'll see it, but it wasn't this fucking passion, you know, to, to right. go and see it. It's, it's <coughs> like strange times with Marvel. Absolutely strange. Are you screening for yourself? Hmm. Are you screening for yourself? Um, it, it was actually I. It was it was not bad. It was on the, the one of the big screens in the world. Um, the, the kind of bigger halls and probably about half full. Um, but the, 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 there was a ve- there was a very kind of muted energy. Do you know what I mean? It, it was you know there was no oohs and ahs and it wasn't excitement that you had before. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, it was a very kind of subdued subdued audience, you know. And everyone stayed for the end credits, obviously. But you know, it was kind of shuffling out. Do you know what I mean? Quite quiet, and then that you know the, the bubble of talk. The chat, the talk, I Um What did you think of the end credits? I think they were probably the best part of the film. Strangely. I mean, there's two actors in the final credit at the very end who I enjoy them as actors, so it's always yeah. nice to see them back together. Yeah. Um, what was the middle one, actually? Oh, it was Can- All the Kangs, wasn't it? That was yeah. what it was, All the Kangs. Yeah. Again, that to me just shows you what that char- that actor wants to do with that character. Yeah. He, that's that's the role he signed up for, to, to be able to play every version of what he wants to do. So uh, that's that we could, it's more like interesting what that will become later on as opposed to being yeah. interesting at the time. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Out of 10, what are you giving it? Out of 10... Six, I would five say. and a half. Yeah, yeah. It, it was just it was mediocre again. I, I know. I mean, and for the kind of budget and and the people behind these films, man, they need to be ordered. They must. They must yeah. be ordered. I would be happy if they decided not to do three a year and do one a year. Or do two a year. One at the start of the year, one at the end of the year. Yeah. Totally fine with that. Yeah. But put the fucking time and effort into it. Don't churn it out. Yeah. You know, by all means, do more TV if you want. Because the TV stuff's been good so far. It's been all right. Aye, there's been a few misses, but as I say, the problem with the TV is, is there's so many people that aren't going to watch that and stuff on the big screen. There, are, there is tie-ins that sometimes are subtle, but they're there. Do you know what I mean? And there's just going to be, as I say, it's going to crash when you bring in all these Avengers and new characters, and people are just going to be up. Aye, like I feel, like have to, they're going to have to introduce Miss Marvel in the, in the movies. Mm-hmm. Where we, we've already spent ten episodes introducing Miss Marvel, so I feel like going, what's it going to be shit? For, like, the the audience are going to be crap. We don't need, we don't need it. But the audience, I get why the audience does need it. Yep. You know, same with like She-Hulk, for example, they'll need to do an origin for that. And it's like, well, Moon Knight, all of them, yeah. So, so aye, they're going to have to kind of, or, or, 
ham-fist them into other movies leading up to it, which yeah. is the worry as well. But it's strange times. It's strange times. Um, it's worrying now that, that DC have got James Gunn on board and he's got a roadmap, so he's now pulling a Marvel in its early stages. Mm. So in five years' time, is it going to be, you know, we're ranting and raving about DC and shitting on Marvel and, you know, a, a reverse of fortunes, possibly? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be interested to see what happens with it, but yeah, again, it's not, not a letdown, it was exactly what I expected it to be. Yeah. Maybe yeah. that's worse, he didn't do anything to surprise me whatsoever, he done exactly what I thought he would do. Yep, no, exactly what it was, there was just no wow factor about it, it wasn't bad, it wasn't great, it was a very average fucking Marvel film. Yes, almost yeah. like, like I rewatched the first two Ant-Man films in preparation for it, hmm. I was watching that man too. I'm going. I do not recall any of this. It's completely disposable. Yeah, yeah. That man one is much the same, but not. There's enough charm with Paul Rudd in it. That you can go. Kind of, oh, I remember that. I remember that. But I didn't remember a single thing from Ant Man two. It's because it's no relevant to. No. And it doesn't tie in with anything. Do you yeah. I mean? It's completely. They made a film because contractually whatever they had to make a fucking yeah. movie do you know what I mean but I, you're, you're right it is utterly forgettable and non-essential in the whole MCU arc yeah. exactly it only the final like the deleted scene of the, like the, the end screen credit was sort of the bit that sets up the fact that he's in the quantum realm before the end game yeah. yeah that was only kind of moment of like oh that's actually something that means something but um, you shouldn't yeah. have to watch two hours or something to get a 30 second snippet is, is the problem do you know what I mean that that's and that, that's almost what this was like is I sat through all that. Okay, Majors was good, but the two end credits were what made me sit in a rough hill. And it's like, yeah. come on, man. That, that's not how it should be. Not at all. No, definitely not. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's, it's more gotten from this point. But maybe call yeah. next week, we have some stuff out. Well, we don't have anything out. So we've only got one thing out. <laughs> one thing out. <laughs> and that is John Majors is back again. Again. Uh, this time in Creed 3, he plays the, the baddie or the, the antagonist in Creed 3. He plays the man mountain. Have you seen the size of him? He's huge. I did not think he because like I said this last week in Loki when he pops on that, he doesn't look big. No. He doesn't look imposing. I mean you see him in, in fucking creature like that man's like fucking <laughs> side out. He's like a mountain. He's yeah. just muscles popping out and veins and he's all sweaty and he's punching and it's like man, fuck's yeah. sake. So I might I might watch that and then go see Magic Mike. So next week can be a very man mountain, <laughs> lot of flesh on display kind of kind of show. Keep your pants on. I'm actually looking forward to Creed 3 because I think Creed has been one of the few legacy sequels that I've really enjoyed. Yeah. Like I feel like they've, they've carried on the mantle of the Rocky movies, yeah. but given them their own like uniqueness. They, they, they've put in enough of Stallone to hand it over and uh-huh. kind of, you know, it, it's been a, a build-up to now you can take over. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. not just been rushed. Um, but we were talking about this off mic, we both need to watch Creed 2 because none of us remember. Can't remember anything about Creed 2, that's very true. Um, Creed 1, I thought, was, Creed 1 was excellent because when, yeah. when, when they deployed the Rocky theme in Creed 1, it's fucking, it, I jumped in the side, I jumped out of my seat in the side, it was yeah. so well done. It's a yeah. proper, like, that is fucking phenomenal. That's what, that's how you do a legacy sequel. You don't do it by telling us how San Han Solo got his name. That yeah. You do it like they did in Creed 1. Yeah, yeah, by fucking bringing back everything you wanted to see in that movie. Going like, but not all the time. Don't, don't do it consistently. Done it just, just a, there was a couple of moments that needed to be used and they used it perfectly. Perfectly, yeah. the rest of the film, it could not be an, it could not be a Rocky movie. You could take the Rocky stuff out of it completely and just, you could actually, you could actually reveal that he was Apollo's son 
at that moment when they do it and you go, holy fuck, that's amazing. But it yeah. didn't matter if it wasn't. You know, yeah. one of those kind of ones, it actually didn't it, it didn't detract from the film in any way. Yeah. So I'm gonna watch Creed One and Two tonight, I think. That's <laughs> night. Yeah. I'm gonna do that. Um but other than that, there's not much else out. Come after we look around the Netflixes and the Amazon and see whether they've got anything else out of this week to yeah, to delve into uh, so we can talk about things. I'm, I'm still watching my search part of the TV show, which I reckon I'd have finished by, by next podcast. So I'll give you an over an overall five season arc. Um, it's only been nice. a month when we've done five seasons of this shit. But um, I'll give you an overall arc of, of where that lands and I look my recommendations. That. So we'll do that. Nice one. Tell me what you find us. Uh, number three, beers in the movie. We're on Instagram, we're on Facebook, and we are on Elon Musk's um, show to platform tour. Yes. Um, that's where you can find us. There's an email address. I don't know what it is. No one knows what it is. No one cares what it is. Spam doesn't even fucking know what it is anymore. Um, no one, people don't use email anymore, Colin. No one, knows. no one uses email. I use emails. You're an old man, that's why. I'll email myself. That's what yes. I'll, do. I'll send us an email. Um, find us in all those places. Um, all the usual symbols are there. The, the subscribes and the thumbs up and the comment sections. Use them. Use them. They're, they're there for your pleasure and um, ours as well. So feel free. I've been Colin, you've been Richard, and we've been Three Beers in a Movie.